This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking, inviting you to stay tuned for another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message on the old Trailblazer broadcast. And my friend, the Lord is blessing the broadcast. I wish you'd write us and let us know if you're hearing it, and then uh, uh, pray with us about the, about it, and also about the finances if you'd help us. Many of our folks enjoy these broadcasts, and yet they never sit down and write us a check and uh, write us a letter and tell us how they. Pre- Appreciate the message, but would you do that for me? Well, let me give you our mailing address before we go any further. It's Radio Missions, Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana 70785. We want to continue our study in the first epistle or the first letter of the of the Apostle Peter uh, this morning as we've been bringing you Thus Saith the Lord day by day. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm enjoying these studies. They're blessing my heart enriching my soul, enriching my mind and my heart in studying these particular verses of, uh, in, in God's Word. God's child, I believe, you and I who know the Lord, I believe we are always ready to learn more about our Lord, aren't we? Aren't you always ready to hear about what the Lord has done in our hearts? I am. We are e- ever eager to hide God's Word in our heart. The Scripture tells us to hide it in our heart that we may not sin against the Lord. So in times of trial and tribulation and uh, all of those things, the Holy Spirit will call up some portion of God's Word, some precious promise, and bless it uh, to your heart. If you don't know God's Word, how can the Holy Spirit call it up to your heart? But if you know it, if you hide it away, tuck it away there in your heart, then the Holy Spirit, in the time of trial, the time of trouble, will bring some precious promise flooding into your soul to give you, uh, oh, my friend, uh, grace to wait upon the Lord. In our last study, we were looking into verse 19 of chapter 1 there of 1 Peter. And uh, we read that... uh, There we read that we as God's children are saved by the precious blood of Christ. Yes, that's what we were speaking of in our last message. As of a lamb without spot or without blemish. No, our Lord was not uh, just a man as many make him to be. Uh, The the skeptics and the agnostics uh, make out the Lord to be. He was the anointed Son of God. He was God's sacrifice for sin. He was the anointed sacrifice, my friend. Nothing else could atone for the sin, uh, man's sin except that offering. That sacrificial offering had to be the perfect Lamb of God. And so that we see, we see now that he was without spot and without blemish. And there in verse 20, now we see, tells us of his being foreordained before the foundation of the world. We see here plainly the sovereignty of God. I know that many will not accept the sovereignty of God, the foreknowledge of God, and especially the election of God. How how the religious uh, professor today hates the election of God. They won't they won't speak of it. No, they say that it's a misnomer. But uh, who are you, my friend? Who are you, preacher, to stand up and uh, deny? Uh, 
in the face of God uh, and, and, and try to dictate to him how he should run this universe. That's what we have nowadays. Some little smart aleck preacher or teacher telling us poor sinners, yes, I wonder how much of the Bible we can believe. That's what they're telling our children in the schools. Well, how much of the Bible can we believe? You know that we, are, uh, we believe in the theory of the doctrine of evolution. Yes, we do. That's what our school children are being bombarded with, with uh, uh, pre-teachers and professors who know nothing about the, the grace of God, my friend. Let me tell you what the old uh, trailblazer said one day. I might have told you, but let me tell you. They were speaking about evolution, and he said, well, let me tell you. He said, some of my, my ancestors may have hung by the neck with the rope, but none of them ever hung by their tail from a tree. No, my friend. No, that's God's word. You can believe it and make fun of You can disbelieve it and make fun of it and uh, go to hell. But to believe it, and be saved. Yes, you can believe it and be saved. I believe that it's time for those of us who, who know the Lord, for those who are saved, to take a stand against all the error that is being preached. If we don't do this, my, free, my friend, our people are gone. If we don't teach our children uh, God's Word, that it is the true Word of God, how are they going to ever know? They don't hear it in school. They don't hear it in the average Sunday school. No. Uh, they, they just don't know. But uh, when you have no truth, there's no hope of salvation. How can anyone ever be saved and not hear the truth of God, of his word? Yes, Christ was foreordained, the scripture tells us, to suffer death. His crucifixion was not some mere act of man. No, it was the sovereign will of God. Nothing could stop his birth. Nothing could stop his death, for it was all foreordained by God before the foundation of the world. My friend, you may take issue with me, but to the believer, to the believer now, what a comfort there is in knowing that God is on the throne, and uh, my friend, and that he has an elect people, that's comforting to me. I believe that there is a generation, uh, yes, there, there is a, a generation now that knows nothing about this thing, those things, but my friend, uh, this is a great source of comfort to every child of God, the election of God. Our Lord knew all the while that his son would take our place, but now he's manifested in these days, in these last days, for our benefit, that those of us who have believed in God through Christ may see his death that his death was for us. There's no mistake in God's economy. There's not one. No, there's not one thing left to chance in the salvation of a sinner. Verse 21 tells us, uh, speaking of Christ, by him, uh, who by him do believe in God, by, by speaking of Christ, yeah, how are we saved? By believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, the substitute for sinners. How many of our friends and families are, are uh, blinded to this fact that there is only one means of salvation? Yes, they've been led to believe, oh, we'll just, uh, it's just so, in, believe in something, just so you believe in something, no matter what church or what cult they're mixed up with. No, they never even check out the foundations or the fundamental beliefs 
in the church that they attend. They can't tell you what they are based upon. No, that they're standing upon the, the sure word of God and upon the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord. They don't know if their pastor uh, uh, adheres to God's word in all of his preaching. No, it's just a little formalism, just a little social club where men meet to speak of their business. The women look at uh, what the other women are wearing, and there's no reality of knowing Christ in their heart. Now, I know what I'm speaking of, my friend. I see that day by day. How often do I ask our people here, do you know the Lord? Are you saved? What is your hope of heaven based upon? Could you tell me how and when God saved you? Could I ask you this morning, my listener, what is your hope of heaven? Is it your church uh, attendance? Is it your faithful giving unto your church? Or is it so your so-called self-righteousness? Or maybe some pastor or preacher whom you admire has told you, Oh, you all right? Don't get all disturbed because you heard that old trailblazer. No, don't get all d- upset and disturbed. No, my friend, that's what some have told. And uh, uh, th- th- there's no substance in their lives. No, my friend. Yes, th- they, they claim we just crackpots here. The old trailblazer was just a crackpot. Now they're saying that about the, uh, about me here. Day by day, folks won't admit that we're preaching the truth, that, that we're preaching the truth. No, they just say just uh, we're saved just as much as some other. Uh, they're in the church. They're telling our folks that. Folks, is that where you hope is today in the fact that some preacher told you that you're saved? No. I was there once and I was sound asleep in Satan's lap. I was headed for hell straight as a Martin is to his gourd and lost because I believed some preacher. I know nothing. I knew nothing about repentance or anything about salvation uh, as a sinner. No. Salvation, uh, my friend, no. You tell me you have never repented? Then uh, listen to God's word. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 13, in verse 3, we read, I tell ye nay, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. And then again, almost immediately, he repeats that statement in verse 5. Nay, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. This is one of God's imperatives. You can do all you want to. You can go on in your sin. You can join everything you want to. But if you never repent, you shall perish, my friend. This is God's infallible word. This is not something I've addressed dreamed up this morning. God's word is true. It's, it never has changed. I know that we don't hear repentance preached, but folks seem to scoff at it, at the idea that they must repent, that they must come to God in repentance. But the modernists have almost, re, uh, yes, relegated this old doctrine to the background. And then they, uh, uh, but my friend, God's word doesn't change. No, no, it's because you don't believe or agree. Just because you don't agree with or believe in God's word doesn't mean that it's not true. Let me read those last for three verses in First Peter chapter one. And ye shall and we will see how God's word is true. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is as the flower of the grass. The grass withereth and the flower uh, falleth away. Yeah, the flower thereof falleth away. Away, but the word of the Lord abideth forever. 
forever, my friend. And 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 this is the the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. It never fades. It never falls away. The apostle Peter goes back and reiterates that we, as God's children, are born from above. We are born of God by the power and by His grace. Now let me tell you, salvation of a sinner is by blood and by power, not some little emotional feeling, some good uh, hand clapping, bodily healing, charismatic get together where folks uh, know where folks come together. No, this morning, uh, my friend, salvation is of the Lord. Yeah, but after after one of those uh, highly religious services they call it, then the morning comes and everything's washed away. Now that doesn't even smell like religion. Oh yes, it may be religion at its best, but our Lord pays no attention to all that froth and all of those things and sputtering and muttering and sputtering. No. Salvation is facing a fact. My friend, have you ever faced facts? Have you ever faced the fact that you're a sinner? Have you ever faced the fact that you're going to hell if you don't repent? Well, my friend, uh, that you're lost, that you deserve hell, and that you, and apart from God's Holy Spirit, you're not wanting to be saved? No, because you know that you'll have to come off of that high horse, my friend, and bow in the dust of repentance before you ever get saved. Now, that's salvation, my friend. Sinner, taking all the blame, that's what repentance is, my friend. Don't be afraid of that big word, repentant. It's taking the blame, thinking along with the Lord, unloosing God's hand, untying God's hand to do with you as he sees fit. You know that you deserve uh, nothing but eternity apart from the Lord. You you come to say amen to your own uh, condemnation. My friend, when Christ is preached, uh, you st- uh, yes, where Christ is revealed to you, you stand uh, with your mouth wide open. When the, when the Lord is revealed to a sinner, uh, he stands there, as it were, with his mouth open, saying, my, my Lord, is this salvation? Oh, my friend, is my Lord, is this salvation? Is this really salvation? Uh, uh, you, just, you just can't believe it, can you? When the Lord slips up on your blind side, as it were, and reveals to you that Christ died for sinners. That's our message this morning. We're not doom and gloom preachers, no. We preach that Christ died for sinners. Are you a sinner? Are you, have you ever seen your yourself in need of Christ? My friend, don't get mad with me. Would you just turn to the Lord and ask him to, to reveal Christ to your heart? And uh, this is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming to a close. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis inviting you to tune in each day, Monday through Friday at this same time. Until next time, goodbye and may God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to attend Fellowship Weekend, October 27th through 29th at the First Baptist Church of Algiers. Join listeners from near and far for this time of old-time preaching, dinner and lunch on the grounds, and fellowship. For information and local lodging options, call the church office at 225-664-8658. That's 225-664-8658. We look forward to seeing you soon. 